Teacher friends, we have reached the end of July and sometimes when that happens, reality sets in and we start having this panic, right? It's it's back to school season. It is here. We have enjoyed summer. We have deserved summer, but we really got to get our head on straight because it is time to get the wheels moving because we've got a new school year starting soon and things are going to be different. That's the reality as well. And on this episode of a summer replay of the This Teacher Life podcast, I am re-releasing episode 13 entitled Trauma and Tragedy, How Do Teachers Deal? This was something that I released back in February and the stories and the sentiments that are going to unfold in this are all about uh, personal things that have happened in my life. But when we put a teacher spin on it, we can think of these as ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experiences. This impacts the SEL or the social emotional learning of our students and of us. And if anything has ever been an ace for a kid, if if anything has ever impacted the SEL of our kids, the coronavirus is one of those things. And so is trauma and tragedy a very real thing now for every single one of our students? The answer is yes. So as you listen to this episode, which I think is of the utmost importance right now, I want you to think, how does this apply to COVID? How does this relate to distance learning? How does this relate to the school year that we are about to approach? Friends, with an open heart and an open head, I invite you into this episode, and I'm really excited for us to dive in. Let's do it. Only in our world is this normal. Hi friends, it's me, Monica Genta, and I'm really excited to be bringing you episodes of this podcast every week. It's full of tips and tricks, stories and strategies, celebrations and struggles, all from the real life that we are living every day. Welcome to This Teacher Life. teaching, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really know how to deal with trauma or tragedy when it came to my own personal life. And then also with my students, like I had nothing to relate that to, thankfully. And so the only situation that I could kind of compare in my everyday real life was something that happened when I was a junior in college. When I was a junior, my sister, who is three years younger than me, and her and I are extremely close, like best friends, for real. We're totally different people, but we just, we just get each other and we're goofy. It's awesome. So something very, very, very traumatic happened to her. And it's a very long story, but the unfortunate reality was that she ended up in a burn unit 
in a hospital where doctors really weren't sure what to do. They had misdiagnosed her a number of times, but it turned out that she had something called Stevens-Johnson syndrome, which all happened from a allergic reaction to a medication that she probably shouldn't have been on, uh, that should have never been prescribed to her in the first place. And her entire body burned from the inside out. She lost all of her skin. She had organ failure. It was an absolutely disastrous, very scary situation to the point where here I am, uh, a junior in college, and I got a phone call saying that I needed to get to be with my family immediately, like drop everything and get to the hospital. So I drove a couple of hours to the hospital and saw my sister in a state that is still just really emotional. Even talking it here, like picturing that moment is so, so hard. And she was in so much pain and she didn't even look like herself. And my parents were so very scared. And it got to the point where the doctors said, we don't know if she's going to make it. She's had so much trauma and so much just infection in her body that um, you might need to start making some, some funeral preparations. Just mentally prepare yourself for that. And that, that is hard that is hard to process that is hard to be a part of especially when you know junior year is happening and I'm supposed to be doing these practicum experiences and like there was a very large chunk of time where we didn't really know what the next step was and thank god thank god that everything worked out okay and she had this truly miraculous recovery and the infection started to to dissipate and she started regenerating skin cells and if you were to see my sister today from the outside you would have absolutely no idea her skin is beautiful she is beautiful on the inside and out but that experience was so hard at that time I wasn't a teacher at that time but I will never forget walking into one of my classes it was the very first class that I'd had after coming back from the hospital. And the professor happened to know me really well and it was a night class. And I remember I'd been at the hospital all day that day and I thought I gotta get back for that class because it's it's my practicum class. And I walked in and the professor just stopped and looked at me because he knew what was going on. I had emailed him and saying like, hey, I don't know if I'm gonna be there. Interestingly, he had had my sister as a, uh, as a student. Um, and so, he kind of looked at me and he said, come out into the hallway with me. And I remember breaking down in the hallway and he said, Monica, leave. You just need to go, like you shouldn't be here. And I said, I know, but I'm back in town and this is why I came. And he said, go, go, go take a nap, go for a run, go eat with your friends. Don't be here right now, this is not what you need. And the reason why I tell you this story, goodness, excuse me, I'm getting emotional here, but The reason why I tell you this story is because I think that's sometimes what we need to hear. That's sometimes what we need to tell people who are experiencing tragedy or trauma in their lives. Whether it's a student or a colleague or ourselves. I think sometimes we need permission. We need to hear somebody else say like, hey, it's okay to 
break down in the hallway, hey, it's okay to say like, I am not able to do this right now. It's okay to put things on pause or on hold for a second. That is so very important. And it just, I remember like freaking out in that moment saying, no, I need to be there. And I walked back to my apartment and I put on my pajamas and I remember watching TV in bed and it was, it was just what I needed. I wasn't really watching the show, but it was also just kind of this neutral environment that I needed. And so that's my number one tip to start is that sometimes we just need to know when to say like, hey, it's okay, hit pause on that. And maybe you're experiencing something right now in your classroom or a student is experiencing something and and they need to hear that. Like, hey, you know what, that test that's coming up, I know that you've been out for a while or I know that this thing happened with your grandpa or I know that you're experiencing this thing with your family right now. Like, we're gonna go ahead and wait on that test. Now, I I said at the beginning of the episode that I didn't really have anything to compare it to <clears throat> in my first few years teaching. And then in my first few years teaching, I was dealt with a situation that was really, really, really hard for a student. A student who that I was extremely close with, close with their family, have known them um, for a while. Her sister, my student's sister, got into a car accident and passed away. And it was hands down, like I can still remember like the sickening feeling in my stomach, just this like pit in my stomach when I found out about this. And it was like, obviously so, so, so sad and emotional for the high school student who passed away, but my heart was breaking for my middle school student. How was she handling this? How was she processing this? Like, how do you handle this or process this? This is the ultimate tragedy. And I remember this was over uh, Christmas break. And on the first few ba- days back from Christmas break, she didn't, she didn't come. And the day before she was returning, I remember getting an email for her dad and saying like, I don't, I don't know what you're supposed to do in this situation. I don't know what she's supposed to do in this situation, but like, can you just keep an eye on her? And so that's what I did. Um, I kept an eye on her and I remember her walking into the classroom and just reading her body language and seeing on her face like, do not say anything. Don't go hug her. Don't don't say I'm sorry for your loss. Like what she needs right now is normalcy. She is just begging for normalcy. So we didn't we didn't talk about it. We didn't do anything. Um, we just very much rolled on like it was a normal Wednesday and we were gonna learn some science. goodness I am like a snotty coffee mess in this moment I'm sorry I didn't I truly I'm not sorry I uh I do these kind of off the cuff as you know if you've been a listener for a while and that means it's real and it's raw and that means I'm gonna get snotty and like cough in the middle of this episode but I think that it's real and it's raw and I think especially this episode this is how it needs to be so kind of moving on with this story Eventually, this student did need a hug. Eventually, this student did need to talk about it. Eventually, this student needed somebody to process this information with, and she was having a hard time talking about it with her parents. She was not wanting to seek counseling. 
Um, you know, and I can't even imagine as a 12 year old, like wanting to do that or not wanting to do that. I can't imagine what my, my head and my heart would be feeling in that moment. But I remember just creating a really strong bond in this openness with this student. I'm like, just tell me, like, talk to me if you need something, like if you need to step out or if you just need a high five when you walk in, like, tell me what you need. And I think that's kind of tip number two when thinking about tragedy and trauma is sometimes people are just looking for normalcy and the last thing that they need to hear is like I'm sorry for your loss or like how's your family doing that get that happens on repeat and I think people mean well truly they do they they genuinely want people to know that they're thinking about them but from the other person's perspective the only thing sometimes that you want is just treat me like a student. Just treat me like your colleague. Just treat me like your your best friend. Just treat me how you would normally treat me because that's what I need right now. Now, because this episode is very, very heavy, I thought I would continue to do a fun fact of the episode and just lighten the mood a little bit. So, um, in, a, in a different kind of tragic moment, uh, the moment that I'm having right now is I'm loving recording this podcast episode. I think it's really important. But right now, it is 65 degrees outside. The sun is shining on this microphone and on my face. I love it. And it is the first week of February. 65 degrees the first week of February in Illinois. And like, here I am sitting recording this episode. Maybe that is tragic. But you know what? I'm going to take some of my own advice. Sometimes you know what you need. You need to hit pause. And you need to know what you need at that moment and so I told myself I was going to record batch record five episodes today but I'm going to say pause know that you need to probably go outside because you're looking a little pasty right now Monica get you a little sunshine and then that will make you better that will make tomorrow's podcast episodes better so that's what I'm going to do but for now let's finish this episode all right so we've talked about Sometimes you just have to, you know, hit pause and get into a neutral space. Sometimes you just need to make things very, very normal. And I have a very personal story that I have experienced while teaching. Uh, Another unfortunate experience that happened with trauma within my own family. And this was just about four or five years ago. I had just gotten back from a field trip And I got a call that I will never, ever, ever forget. And it was from my sister. And um, my sister said, you got to get on an airplane and you have to fly to Reno, Nevada right now. And I was like, what? And she's like, yes, Jason, who is our brother, has been in a terrible skiing accident. Can you get to Reno? Now, my parents were um, traveling out of the country at the time. And so it was me and my sister trying to get all this sorted out. We had very, very, very little information. But the long and short of it was that my brother, who is crazy athletic, he's a go-getter. He is just extremely talented skier, had been in a very tragic accident where he hit a tree with his back and 
at this moment that my sister was calling, he was undergoing multiple surgeries to try to repair his spinal cord injuries. And at that moment, I'm literally standing in front of 25 students who were amazing in this moment. They could hear the fear in my voice. They could see the shock in my body and they were absolutely silent. And here I am standing in front of them in the middle of the school day. We had just gotten back from a field trip. We had about an hour left of the school day. I had a, an event that I was supposed to coach that night. And I just hung up the phone and I stood there and I didn't know what to do. Like, what do you do in those moments? And I remember walking across the hall to the English teacher at the time. And I think she probably saw the fear and the shock in my body as well. And I just stood there and I said nothing. I said nothing. And she said, Monica, just go. Leave. I'll take care of it. And I left. And I didn't come back to my classroom for probably 10 days. I got on an airplane. I packed up a bag. And that very night, I got on a flight and I flew to Reno having no idea what I was doing, completely freaking out, trying to communicate with my parents. I got a hold of them via FaceTime. And like, you know, as an adult, you're supposed to be able to know how to do these things, right? Like you're an adult, like you should be able to figure out what to do. And I remember standing at my parents' house trying to trying to collect things that I thought would be helpful when I got to Reno and they were going to meet me there. And my best friend was helping me pack this bag. And I remember freaking out because I didn't know what shirt I should pack my dad. And like hindsight, who the, who the frick cares what shirt I'm packing for my dad? But I remember in that moment, it was something I had control over. Like, I know what shirts my dad's like. Like, I know, like, that he would want this Oxford. And I know that my mom would want this sweater. And, like, I remember trying to fold them. And they wouldn't fold perfectly. And just sitting on the floor crying about a suitcase. And, like, it was in that moment that I thought, I don't know how to deal with this. And I think that is the next point, is sometimes we don't know how to deal with these things and that's okay. When something happens with a student or something happens with a colleague, like the worst thing that we can do to them is say like, I totally get it. That doesn't help if we don't get it. Like sometimes we have to admit, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know what I need. That is so, so, so important. And you know what? I got to the hospital and we got it figured out. I remember grabbing my brother's hand and saying like, are you okay? And he's like, I don't really know what's going on. And I know that it's not good because I can't feel my legs. And that was true. So my brother uh, suffered a very, very extreme lower spinal cord injury that paralyzed both of his legs at the time and what a scary thing to try to be figuring this out and eventually my sister got there and my parents got there and you know we just hugged we just hugged I'll never forget that moment where we just cried and hugged and didn't really know what to say to each other but we were all there together and we sat in silence a lot in my brother's room at that hospital and that was okay and that's another point. Sometimes what we just need is each other. We don't need to say anything. We don't need to do anything. We don't need to hug each other. We just need to be together to show we're on the same team and we're here supporting each other. Now, 
you know, it's kind of crazy because both my brother and my sister have experienced some extreme trauma, just some very scary life altering trauma. And my brother is a freaking champion and he continues to go through therapy and he's continuing to get it stronger. And if you saw my brother's arms and legs, he looks like he's this kind of scrawny guy. And then he's got these super huge muscles. Oh my God, I'm so snotty. Jeez Louise, I'm sorry. But anyways, he is continuing to grow stronger every single day and gain more feeling back. And there's no doubt in my mind that my brother is one day going to be skiing again and one day be doing all the super athletic crazy things that he once did. And I know that because... One of the things that he did in the hospital that I'll never forget, it became quite the quote of his, was, Monica, don't just talk about it, be about it. And this was in connection to a marathon that I was supposed to be running only a few months after my brother's accident. And I won't get into the full details of that, but he told me that, like, nope, you need to do this. Like, don't just talk about it, be about it. And my brother lives out that mindset and that philosophy every single day. He's not just talking about walking and he's being about it. He is powering through therapy and he's, he's got his head on straight and he has not let this challenge of his life be a challenge for the rest of his life. Everything about my brother screams overcoming tragedy and trauma. And I think that we can do that too. And we can show our students that too. Just a couple of years ago, uh, my teaching partner, a good friend of mine, another English teacher on the team, had a sudden, super sad loss of her dad. It all happened very, very, very quickly. And this was the first time that a colleague of mine had experienced a death and I watched it kind of unfold. It was the fortunate and unfortunate reality of, of being her teammate at that time that I had to watch a great friend of mine and a great teacher experience this struggle. But what a joy and privilege it was to be on a team where we loved her through that. And um, the day of her dad's funeral, I had a speaking event. And I knew that it was really, really important that I be at that funeral. And so it was one of those things like, do I cancel? Do I like, what do I do? And I remember sp like sprinting. I wasn't sprinting, but I was flying home to meet up with the rest of my team and was at that funeral. And she said, Monica, what are you doing? Like, I know your schedule. You shouldn't be here. And I was like, are you kidding? Like, this is the number one place where I need to be. Like, you needed a hug and I'm here to give you that hug. And I think that's the final thought that I have for you is trust your instincts. Know what you need to do. Like when you have that that feeling, like just feeling of, oh my gosh, I need to say this or I need to do this, like do it. And I knew that I needed to be there. I knew that was going to be important for her and for the rest of my team. And so that's what we did. And it's kind of cool because her and I are still really good friends. I don't teach with her anymore. She has an awesome job outside of the classroom now. And I'm teaching at a different school. But every once in a while, I will follow that same advice that I just said. Like, do what you feel compelled to do. 
And every once in a while, I'll hear a song or I'll read a quote that reminds me of her. And it'll like my heart will just say like, Monica, pick up the phone and text her. And I'll do that. And it without fail, every single time she texts me back and says, wow, like I I didn't know I needed that right now, but I needed that right now. Or like, holy cow, thank you for that. That was the boost that that's going to get me through the day. And that is sometimes what we need. That's sometimes all we can ask for. When we're dealing with these super intense, super scary, super traumatic situations with our colleagues or with our own family or students are coming in with these kinds of situations, that's what we ought to do. We have to show them that like tragedy is a real life thing. It is part of living this teacher life, but like we can totally do this together. Thank you for listening to that ultra snotty episode. I that that was a really hard one to record back in February and even re-listening to it now as a summer replay, it still hits hard in the middle of July. Um, but thank you. Thank you for listening and thank you for being open to thinking about that quote of don't just talk about it, be about it. Man, if we ever needed that quote, it is right now. When it comes to distance learning and being open to new things, we have to not just talk about it. We got to be about it. We got to try new things. Sometimes we just have to hit pause. Sometimes we just have to have extreme compassion. Sometimes we have to throw our awesome plans out the window and say, that is not what my students need right now. And I think we're going to see that a lot this school year. I think SEL and relationship building and ACEs are going to be the cornerstones of this school year. And if that makes you a little uneasy, if that makes you a little nervous because it's not your jam, you just, that's something that is always hard and you realize it's gonna be harder now than ever, but you also know that you want rooted relationships. I want to invite you to check out some new resources that I just created that are all based off of SEL. In fact, they're based off of activities from my book, The Rooted Classroom. I'm selling them in my Teachers Pay Teachers store, and you can see that link uh, for my TPT store in the show notes. I want to help you with classroom communication. I want to help you with classroom camaraderie. I want to help you with classroom compassion those are going to be so essential this year. Guys, whether trauma and tragedy has impacted you personally or you just simply understand that trauma and tragedy is a real thing for every one of our students right now, I want you to know as August is here just in a few days that you've got this because you are awesome and you are so good at living this teacher life.